In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in the region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Nearly 800 years ago, St. Francis of Assisi wanted to demonstrate the situation that the Son of God was born into, how poor that those situation was. And so with the permission of the local bishop, he recruited some people, someone to play Mary, someone to play Joseph. They even had a small baby to take the part of Jesus and they had shepherds and livestock, and they took them all to a cave. And they enacted the first living manger scene. This, this scene is something that Pope Francis says is something that we should be reflecting on. The manger scene, or the creche, using the French term, reminds us that the Son of God chose to become one of us in abject poverty. Now, the Son of God could have arranged things so that he would have been born inside of a palace or a wealthy household, but he wanted to already teach us something. Even at his birth, he was teaching us to focus our minds and hearts on the things of heaven and not of earth, to set aside the worldly riches and all of the 
instruments of power that you would find in a palace to focus on what was absolutely needed, a bed and his parents, as well as the livestock to keep him warm, and of course the visitors of the shepherds. He is teaching us to put aside this idea that whatever we have, whatever we've earned, that is what makes us important. That is what makes us treasured or valued. Just our being is good enough. Let's talk about those shepherds for a moment. The angels came down to give this great message. They could have gone to King Herod, they could have gone to the Roman governor of the time, but instead they went to a group of shepherds. Now shepherds that were on the night watch, I can guarantee you they did not own that herd of sheep. They were hired by wealthy landowners to care for that herd, to protect that herd from predators, and to make sure none of them wandered off. So these were the poorest of the poor. They were the ones that the angels came to. Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you you will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. If the angels announce that to the king, to his noblemen, then it would seem like this message is only for the elite, the ruling, the rulers of that time. But this message is for all the people, and so it is first given to the poorest among them. And then they trusted in the message they received enough to journey out of their pasture to find this stable and to give praise and thanksgiving to God for what they witnessed. It was all true. They became one of the first evangelists spreading the good news that the Son of God has come. And the angels did have a great message. They mentioned who is Christ and Lord. Christ is another term for anointed one. It also can be used to mean Messiah. Lord is what Scripture uses to indicate God's proper name. So saying that he is Christ and Lord means he is human as well as divine. The Son of God has come into this creation that he, through him it was created, has entered into it and become one of his creatures to save us, to offer us the gift of eternal life. 
This is the great message that the angels had to give that night. This is the great message that continues to reverberate these many hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years later. The message that brings us great joy that Christ has come. The Son of God was born, born of the Virgin Mary. This was necessary. This was necessary for our salvation. But it also reminds us how important the human family is. After all, why did God do this? We see in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he sent his son that all who might believe in him might not perish but might have eternal life. God sent his son not just because he loves us, because God is love. We are created in God's image and likeness. When we love, we are perfecting that image and likeness. But for all of those generations before the incarnation, we could never come close to the perfection of love that God is. And in fact, our love was so, fell short so much that we were not even offered the gift of eternal life until the Son of God came, until the Son of God was born, until the Son of God gave up his life and was raised for our salvation, all motivated of the love that God has for the human family from a God who is love. And so, my dear friends, as we continue tonight's celebration, we, of course, our hearts are filled with joy at the coming of the Messiah, of the coming of the Son of God, of his birth from the Virgin Mary into that holy family. And when we look upon the manger, we realize what is important is not gifts, not power, prestige, or wealth, but what is important is God is with us, Emmanuel. He has come to save us out of the love he has for us. We need to accept that love in our hearts and allow it to continue to transforming our hearts. That is how we grow in the image and likeness of a God who is love, who has come, and who is willing to offer us the gift of eternal life in heaven.